0: Okay, hey guys, and welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette,
1: and I'm Brittany. What's going on, Brittany? How have you been, girl? I'm good. I see you repping your DC Black Film Festival shirt. Oh yeah, I I am. (laughs) I had a like awesome shout out to Kevin, director of the DC Black Film Festival.
0: Absolutely. I saw that. I think he did something virtually this year um, for the film festival versus, um, of course, because we can't be in person um, of tickets and things like that. Did you participate in anything this year of any film festivals?
1: Well, you know, I'm the volunteer coordinator for the D.C. Black Film Festival. So I helped to um, organize the virtual events that we had this year. So, yeah, we did um, virtual Nice. Okay. Very cool. How did that go? It went well. You know, everyone had to pivot. We weren't the only film festival who had to pivot and do something virtual. Um, and the platform that we um, had the films on um, was a good platform. Um, of course, it was. It would be nice to you know interact with people in person and and you know do all of that, but we just couldn't. So we're hoping this year we can get back to face to face. Absolutely. I can't wait.
0: Um, and I also can't wait for our show to be invited to film festivals um, and to interview people and to do some cool stuff. like So I'm excited about that in the future. Um, but just a caveat. Um, I don't know if you want to go into this or not, because I know this is not, I don't know if this is one of your favorite people, but I just <laughs> thought it was very interesting. Um Have you heard about, uh, Dave Chappelle? What's going on with that? How, uh, what, what he's been
1: up to lately? Um, I heard he had COVID. Is is it something different? (laughs)
0: Well, yes, he did have COVID, but more so, uh, he just won his intellectual property back
1: from, um, Comedy Central. From Comedy Central? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know he had that battle going on. was that with Netflix when they put all of his content on Netflix and he wanted it back, right?
0: Yes, so it was more so his beef with um, Comedy Central more so and Viacom. So he the all so, the, so he had his fans boycott um, the Dave Chappelle show on all streaming platforms and because it was such such a success, um he actually got his intellectual property back. And so now he owns the Dave Chappelle show and his name back. Okay. So I thought that was a huge feat, um, for a creative in the industry that I don't think we've seen that before where someone, you know, had their rights taken from them from their earlier agreement signed in their career to later be able to get that back and actually get paid the money that he was owed or they were owed, um, From years ago
1: yeah that is interesting I don't think I've ever known um, a case to do that as well so I'm wondering about distribution so will they stop showing it on Comedy Central how is he now going to show reruns of the Chappelle show
0: now the the Chappelle show is back on Netflix Um, so I guess he's allowed it to be on their streaming platform service and to be completely honest my prediction is that he's going to revive the Chappelle show on Netflix. I could see that happening now, now that he owns the rights to it. And now that um, he put it back on the platform, I could see
1: that within a year or so that the Chappelle show would be back. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll stay tuned to see if what you are saying is going to come true. Antoinette Cleo, fortune teller. (laughs)
0: OK, guys. And on that note, let's jump into some headline news. There's a lot has been going on and I've been so excited to, you know, come with Brittany and kind of share these feelings of these things that are happening in the industry. It's so much going on. <laughs> um, so the first up in headline news, guys, is that the best man limited series. This is OK. Let me rewind really quick. Sorry. The first two headlines that I'm going to be discussing tonight um, come from Deadline. And the first one is that the Best Man limited series with the original cast has been ordered by Peacock um, by um, Malcolm D. Lee, who was also who was the creator of the Best Man, the Best Man Holiday, I believe, and Diane Lynn North. So, Brittany, what are your thoughts about the Best Man coming out on Peacock as a limited series?
1: Um... Now this may be an unpopular opinion, but I, I don't want to see it. I don't need a um. I don't need a best man reboot. Like I don't need to know what's going on with those characters' li- lives. I don't. Um. I don't think I really care for the best man Christmas. Um. I think. I think you know. Let's just did that. I, I'm not interested in, in knowing what's gonna happen with them. Is that an unpopular opinion? I wouldn't th- i don't think so because
0: although this has been the buzz of the internet lately it wasn't um i didn't really see too many reviews on whether people felt hot or cold about it it's just something that popped up and people were like oh, okay um interesting that that was my first thought of it i just thought interesting um i feel that this was kind of um is it needed i don't think so because my first thought was if uh Morse Chestnut's character um what's his name on the show um god his name is slipping my mind but if his character Say it again. Lance yeah if Lance you know remarries or has you know a girlfriend that's, that's gonna piss me off so I'd really <laughs> I don't know what I would want to see from
1: this yeah no I'm not interested to know what they're doing yeah,
0: I did like this the sequel that they did, um The Best Man Christmas, but um that that's about it for me. I mean, you know, I'm not I definitely won't be subscribing to Peacock and watching it. I don't think so. And that's my other problem is like
1: to me it's not an incentive to um tune in or purchase a subscription to Peacock to watch this because although Peacock is part of NBC, it's part of their um you know, NBC is a broadcast network. Programming on NBC, the network is free. However, what you know NBC, CBS, ABC are doing is putting additional content that's not on the networks on these streaming sites. And girl, I just can't. <laughs> not unless it's going to have some type of Hulu partnership. I'm not going to do it.
0: <laughs> I agree. I'm I'm tired of these companies doing these split contents on different platforms kind of thing. I love the partnership that Hulu has with, um, you know, who is it again? The, who is there, C, with CW and FX and- FX yeah all these other entities and the next day you get to see it you know i like that if we could do that and have that kind of partnership where okay people who subscribe to our cable subscription get it the first night it comes out and then everyone else gets it you know i i wouldn't mind a week later i mean it's fine but i'm not i don't want to subscribe to another service and do this like i i'm tired yeah no no i'm just yeah no okay all right well fantastic (laughs) oh gosh all right guys so the next headline um that i have coming up is that the cw hands pilot order to ava duvernay's naomi so i want to break down kind of what a pilot order is um so those who don't know will have a better understanding so according to backstage.com a pilot order occurs when the network feels that all necessary pieces are in place to give A pilot a green light so meaning that this particular series will be moving forward and the reason why I stated that is because it was reported back in December by deadline that um, the Naomi TV series was going to be in the works at the CW so now that the series was in the works it's actually got the green light so this is something that's going to move forward um, into production and um, to be seen So I wasn't familiar with Naomi, the comic books, the DC universe, but um, to give everyone um, a backstory of what this show is, the show will follow a teenage girl's journey from her small Northwestern town to the heights of the multi-universe. When a supernatural event shakes her hometown to the core, Naomi sets out to uncover its origins and what she discovers will change everything we believe about our heroes. So, how do you feel about this series, Brittany? Do you have any thoughts about um, this coming to TV, Ava Duvernay, Ava DuVernay being a part of it, or any thoughts of who you think
1: should play Naomi? That's a real big question. Well, I don't even know anything about the series, so I couldn't even give you any clue about who I think should play Naomi. Um I do find it interesting that the CW is diversifying its superhero um, slate. You know, they recently just um, cast their first or all, not all black, but the first black bat woman. And now we have another superhero. We have Black Lightning, which is in his last season. But, um... <sighs> It's, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know what Naomi's about. I don't, is it part of DC or Marvel? Do we know? DC. I'm not really familiar with uh, DC comic book characters except for Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Girl, me neither. I'm not, this whole like um,
0: universe into DC, I do know nothing about it. I just watch them just because, oh, okay, cool. A new Batman movie's coming out. Let me watch or whatever. So that's my knowledge and my extent to any
1: of the any of this stuff so yeah uh, so is Naomi in the um, comic books is she a black woman a black girl she's a black girl
0: in the comic book yeah it's a, it's a black character so I didn't know anything about it but I did look at to what Naomi looks like um, and the person I think or two people that came to mind when I saw what she looks like is I think uh, Chloe and ha- Hallie could play her Either one because they're both good actresses and I believe she has either locks or braids and I think either one of those young ladies would be a perfect fit to play her um
1: if that were to happen okay let me look her up and see what she what Naomi's looking like out here in these streets so I can um <laughs> see what I think yeah so
0: and and Na- uh, and um highly uh I'm thinking.
1: Am I saying her their name right? I know Chloe and Hallie or Haley. It's Holly. I want to say a country. Like I want to say Hallie. <laughs> it's Hallie,
0: like Holly Berry. Oh, Holly Berry. Okay, Holly. All right, cool. So yeah, they're already doing the CW with um, Grownish.
1: So maybe I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know who could be Naomi Now that I'm looking at her She seems to be a teenager um, And I'm pretty sure there's another Up and coming young lady Who could who could do this Oh, absolutely, I'm sure too um, Okay, Naomi We're, we're going to be on the lookout
0: Absolutely But one thing I will say I wonder, you know what, I'm not going to do that Alright, I'm not even going to say that gonna keep it moving what you was gonna say
1: are they gonna light her up they gonna make her light
0: skin skin? no not that i'm talking about the i'm thinking about the special effects from black lightning and the costumes from black lightning well like,
1: see like and i don't know if that is black lightning specific or if that's a cw like i feel like whenever i I don't watch any of those programming often, like, Batwoman or Flash or any of that. But when I tune into it occasionally, I feel like it all looks the same. Like, costuming, effects, um, the the lighting, the look, the feel, it's all giving me this, um... Cheesy? I don't... Yeah, cheesy. Which, which is why I don't think I was, um... Into those other series, like I'm just watching Black Lightning. I do think Black Lightning is is good. Um, I and I'm sad to see that it's in its final season, um, for the characters. But yeah, child, I don't know. I have a little tea about that. Um,
0: so a little bit. So allegedly, allegedly um the show is ending for l- like litigation kind of uh some behind the scenes issues in um ownership of that show and that's why they're canceling the show or the show is ending and they're moving forward with the what is his name uh the main the What is Painkiller's character? They're moving forward with that one as a new series versus moving forward with Black Lightning.
1: Painkiller, oh, the young guy, um, the real fine one. Yeah, so. Wait, is this got to do with
0: something with Mr. Akil? I don't think they had the intellectual property to be able to produce this show. And I think that this was something that was done in litigation. And when it came out that they had to actually pay the person who owns the rights to this show, they decided to cancel the show.
1: But it's in this fourth season, like, And we're just now getting to resolving this. I mean, that makes sense because it, that type of stuff can be a, a lengthy process, but interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, so my only thing about that is whose fault is that? Because this is the only black superhero show on that network. And you telling me y'all didn't get the rights? D- did this happen with The Flash? Did this happen with Batgirl, Robin, and whoever else, the other Marvel, whatever shows they have on there? How did this slip up happen for Black Lightning?
0: I do I and I have yeah I don't mm, I don't know but you know this happens a lot it happens all the time with ideas and things like that that get stolen and people
1: like reproduce them and put their names on them and you know well that's why I asked did it have to do with something about him because you know when all that stuff came out about. his show on own you know someone came out and said actually this is my idea and so now I'm wondering if he's a content stealer oh no (laughs) (laughs) and you know this is I mean because this is the second time this has happened on a show that is
0: his you're you're absolutely right I did not even put the pieces together for that you're absolutely
1: right wow that's why i'm like who's dropping the ball if it's him get him out yeah i don't know because at this point he's messing with people's checks and we're talking about a whole slew of black characters black actors on both shows who are now going to be without i mean they'll find other jobs but they're losing that stream of income that's very true girl i if it's if it's got something to do with him i can't i can't with him and he's officially canceled so, um, I, I don't know. Let to do some more research.
0: Yeah, we'll d- Yeah, we'll have to dig into that. And I'll actually reach out to some people that I think are closer to this and see what what I can find out. Mm. Mm-hmm, a mess. All right, guys. Um, next up, we have a headline from New York. Um, CNN business that states former first lady Michelle Obama is launching a kid centric cooking show on netflix so miss obama will be starring an executive and an executive producer on waffles and moochie which will be available for streaming starting march 16th the series will be geared towards a younger audience and will feature two puppets named waffles and moochie with the with miss obama as the supermarket owner the show will chronicle their journey as they try to become chefs With the help of friendly new faces like the supermarket owner, Michelle Obama, and a magical flying shopping cart as their guide, Waffle and Moochie blast off on global ingredient mission, traveling to kitchen, restaurants, farms, and homes all over the world, cooking up recipes with everyday ingredients alongside renowned chef, home cook, kids, and celebrities. The theme of the show closely aligns with miss michelle obama's let's move public health campaign which was aimed at curbing child obesity as one of her signature platforms she tries to lead initiatives that help families get access to healthy affordable foods and increase their physical activity so Brittany, what did you think about waffles and moochie the new cooking show with miss michelle obama
1: I think it's super cute. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be cute. I don't have a child, but I will be watching um, just because it's Michelle. And I was when I seen it, I was like, okay, well, Michelle is, you know, doing a cooking show. But she's playing a character. And I'm all here for Michelle Obama, actress.
0: True. Yes. That is so right. Um... I agree. When I saw this, my eyes lit up. And um, as you all know, I did say that I had a child um, this past year and he's six months. So I'm like, oh, yes, this is perfect right up the alley. He can't watch TV yet. I'm not allowing him to. But when I allow him to actually watch television, this is one of the programs that he will be approved that will be approved for him to watch. Um, I think it's adorable. And with Moochie being like this, um, have you ever had
1: Moochie before? i have i don't like it but yeah i had
0: really i love it it's one of my favorite like little des- i can't eat it anymore because i'm a vegan and they don't have like a lot of um non-dairy options for the most part um but i i loved eating it when i when i could so i thought it was per- adorable like just too cute
1: yeah I-, I i'm excited about this i really am i'm um I'm ready to see, you know, what the first few episodes are going to bring us. And um, I think this is a good look. And and like you said, it keeps in line with her Let's Move initiative. So she, Michelle Obama is true to this. So I'm here for it. Absolutely. I just can't
0: wait to see it. and, And just, yeah, the whole, the series as well as all of the other, um, I'm sure they're going to come out with, like, uh, you know, action figures or little, you know, little stuffed
1: animals. Oh, it's going to be so cute. It is. Come on, uh, Michelle Obama action figure, stuffed animal or doll or whatever. I'm here for it. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, guys. Our last headline comes from
0: therap.com, and it states that Michael B. Jordan's Outliner Society expands relationship with Amazon, adds first look film deal. So outliner society what is that right so according to colorlines.com outline outliner society is michael b jordan's production company whose mission is to increase the representation of people of color and all women in the entertainment industry so the new deal that he has just um, embarked on with amazon will expand on his existing first look deal and the partnership now encompasses an exclusive overall tv agreement described as a 360 creative relationship. And the partnership will also see that the actor and his company collaborates with Amazon's other businesses, including fashion, technology, books, and music. Um, Michael B. Jordan states that bringing outliners, Society, slate film, slate of films, television, and multimedia content all under the same roof is an exciting next chapter for us. Amazon's global and expansion oh, global and expansive reach offers us the ability to entertain and engage our audience in innovative ways while maintaining our commitment to support a wide range of stories and storytellers. I'm thrilled to be kicking off the partnership with Without Remorse coming this spring. So Brittany, we've already kind of seen one of the caveats that Michael B. Jordan will be coming with Amazon with the commercial that we spoke about last week. Um, so clearly this is all aligned with what they're doing. So what are your thoughts about um,
1: you know more of his content Being on Amazon Yeah I mean I'm here for Honestly I was trying to Remember what You know um, content we've seen From Outlier um, As of recent and the only thing that I Can remember is um, Fahrenheit um, 451 which I think was on HBO Then um, Something that he also had a hand in or his Production company had a hand in was Um david makes man i don't know if you've seen that on um own and i really like that series and i and i feel like a lot of people did not watch david makes man it came on did it come on after queen's sugar maybe but it, it was a really good show so it, i think bringing it to um to amazon would be getting more eyeballs to that particular um to that particular content but yeah um anything my boo wants to put out i'll fully support him yes and then we see okay <laughs> fantastic i'm a full supportive woman anything you want to do i'll be there you know
0: what you know michael there you go there's your audience right there <laughs> All right. And on that note, guys, that is it for the industry rent
1: for headline news. Oh, God. (laughs) All right, you guys. And this week for the spotlight, I'm going to be honoring that um, brilliant young writer of Stacey Osei Kafour, who has just been pegged to be the writer of Marvel's um, reboot of Blade starring Mahershala Ali um Stacy has been a writer for um Watchmen on HBO and she's also an Emmy nominated writer for her first season um work on Pen 15 which is on Hulu. Um so this is part of Marvel's initiative to add diversity and inclusion into its slate of films as we know um earlier Last year, they announced Nia DaCosta as the first Black female director of a Marvel film, which she will be um, directing um, Marvel or Marvel Miss Captain. I don't know what the girl' name is. Captain Marvel. She'll be. <laughs> She'll be doing that superhero film. But Stacey osei 4, she will be um, the writer for um, Blade. And I'm honestly excited for this. I did not watch Blade, um, none of the movies with Wesley Snipes. But with Mahershala, who is a... um, who's a talented Oscar-winning actor, and with Stacey at the helm, I just might tune in to see what they're going to offer us. So congratulations to Stacey on this huge, huge, huge accomplishment. Um, I'm excited to see, we're excited to see what you're going to bring. Absolutely, um, I do recall
0: watching Blade back in the day with Wesley Snipes. He's one of my favorite actors to date, and so to see Mahershala, uh, Mahershala Ali step into that role, um, I know it's going to be fantastic. Like this is that's a slam dunk. Like I I
1: know it's going to be great. I agree. I mean, I'm all for Black people getting those Marvel checks. Like um like I said with Nia Mahershala, you know Tiana Parrish is now on um um one division and she will be a character which I'm sure that will show up in Marvel movies. Um we got, you know, um Anthony Mackie playing um the Falcon. You know, all these black bodies that's getting these Marvel coins. I'm for it because the dollars are there for them. So, yeah, this is a good look. Absolutely. This will be fantastic.
0: Um and I agree. Get the coins, get the checks. Yeah, abs- yeah, do it. <laughs> We're supporting all the way. Exactly. <laughs> all right guys in our next segment we have a, a pretty long lineup for you so please bear with us <laughs> um here are some um the theme of our streamer skip has to do with in correlation with valentine's day love um we have three um, very different um, films and short films to kind of show you or kind of introduce you to or to recommend for you to watch. Um, and yeah, let's get started. The first is Malcolm and Marie, which is a film about a filmmaker and his girlfriend that discussed their past relationship while returning home from a movie premiere. The writer for this was um, Sam Levinston as well as producer with uh, Ashley Levenson and Sam Levinston and Kevin Turner, and also the director with Sam as well. Starring Zendaya and John David Washington. The production company for this is Little Lamb and The Reasonable Bunch. And this was streaming on Netflix. So Brittany, what'd you think about Malcolm & Marie? Um,
1: <sighs> what did I think about Malcolm & Marie? I thought it was okay. Um, Was it my favorite romantic movie? No. Can we call it a romantic movie? I don't know. All they did was argue and smoke cigarettes. Um, I I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Zendaya. All day, every day. Um, I do think um, this show helped. For me to solidify John David Washington as someone to watch and someone who could, you know, be just as good as his father um, as an actor. Um, I did see that from this film. I am a fan of Sam Levinson, especially for his work that he does on Euphoria. But am I a fan of Malcolm and Marie? I don't know. I think it was just too much, too much dialogue. Like I would, I would go in and out of interest For it um, But do I think that it was written well Yes But did I want to watch An hour or more of two couples Going back and forth No I don't know hmm. Okay I can see that What did you think
0: Um. So one thing that I, I do love About that I liked about the film, shall I say, is that it was based on the industry, television industry, like that dynamic, the the dialogue of what they were talking about, of you know the critics and you know create being a creative and that whole theme. It actually, I actually want to watch the movie that he actually created in the movie. Like I want. I know. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I got to see this movie. He's very convincing. Um, <laughs> So I love that, and I love the um, monochromatic of the look of the film, the black and white, basically, Um, and I feel that it had to be in black and white because of the conversation that they had. Had it been in color, that would have distracted from what they were saying. Um, I also think that this movie is something that either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. There really is no in-between with this. there is no gray, This black and white, like pretty much what it is. Um, me personally, I loved the the rawness of it. I feel that this, on the spectrum of love, right, or relationships in a sense, I think that this film just shows the raw, painful, and funny kind of uh, side of what love can be on a spectrum um, and what, what you can give in that, so I think, as far as the story and what they were trying to convey, it is gritty and, and just really painful to watch at times. But I feel that it's a very honest conversation that the only other time I feel that I've seen this recently was in, I believe it's called The Marriage. Can- Marriage? It was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's the only time I saw that it, there was that was a dialogue that they had a scene and they were just cutting ripping each other to shreds and I was like wow I love that conversation that they had because it's very real and it's honest and it's unforgiving. Like you leave that conversation like I fucking hate you like that is what you would say so I like seeing things like that because it's real and I know it's jarring for some people to watch something like that but I mean it's it's just honest it, it, and I, I, I liked it
1: yeah I mean I agree with you that when I was watching it I also felt like um I was um getting a an liking to um the marriage story with um Scarlett Johansson um just in its honesty of um the feelings that these each characters were portraying to one another and you know i know especially for black love i know we want everything to be peaches and roses and um you know to speak positivity over one another to affirm one another to uplift the black queen to uplift our black kings but sometimes some relationships are are like you said raw and then you you will say something to one another that will cut really deep cut really really deep and like you said even almost unforgivable to where it's like to the point where um like I hate you but so as far as their relationship is concerned, I felt like. At the end of the day, they're incompatible, they should dead that relationship. Like to me, I felt like they were toxic for one another. In my opinion, for relationships, this has nothing to do with um film. In relationships, if you are speaking that badly or if you're going for the gut punch that often or Just to hurt your partner like that That's some toxicity that I don't want I don't want you talking to me like that I don't want you to be talking to me like I'm a nigga Off the street or some random You know what I'm saying just to hurt me I don't like that So in my opinion I don't feel like they were compatible But Did they do a great job of um, Portraying the raw honesty Of uh, what they were going through Absolutely Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so I do have a couple caveats to ask you about. So I did see a couple, uh, some criticism about the film. The first being that um, Sam is a white writer, director, um, and he wrote this script. I don't know whether he had black people in mind to play these characters or what, but. I I didn't look into it, but I saw a headline that said something along the lines of, you know, he addresses the backlash that he's getting about, you know, casting um, Zendaya for writing for black characters. I guess that's pretty much what it was. Do you feel any way about that or have any comments about that at all?
1: I don't feel no way about that. I didn't feel like um, particularly that this was a black film. I know that, you know, race was brought up in the critique of his film. And honestly, I felt like that was even too much. I felt like that whole um, rant that he went on at when he was talking about the... Um, Whatever the article was written by the white lady. I felt like that went over people's heads. Like even I tuned that out. Cause I'm just like, this is too much in the weeds, too much of a nuance for, for me to even care, to even understand. Um, I, I didn't care for that. Other than that, I didn't, they didn't talk about specifically, you know, within their interactions with one another about race. It was only about the film and race. Um, So I don't feel like, you know, he shouldn't have been able to write that because there was nothing incorrect in what was said. Agreed. Yeah, I don't see, I didn't
0: find anything um, jarring other than the fact that, excuse me, I'm going to say this. Um, Sweetheart, I don't know how many black people eat boxed macaroni and cheese um, and, and eat it the way that John David um, Washington ate that because I didn't grow up like that and my mom's white, so I know.
1: Brittany, have you ever had boxed macaroni and cheese? <laughs> I most definitely had boxed macaroni and cheese. Now, was it something um we probably had Velveeta shells macaroni and cheese more than box macaroni and cheese. You know, you upgrade it with the shells.
0: <laughs> I ain't never. he tore that shit up I was like what the fuck I ain't never had no box Mac I remember you know what I'm not gonna go on tangent with that but yeah that's the only other thing that I said that I just you know I thought was funny Um, but no I don't I just oh
1: god I mean I thought uh, you know is it something that I would say oh I'm gonna watch Malcolm and Marie again no same no i wouldn't i wouldn't watch it again either i it's just um
0: so yes i guess we get to the point of stream or skip what what would
1: you say oh this is hard for me it's hard for me um i'm going to say stream so that you can get your own opinion about what's going on. Because also there is a lot of um, buzz about this being um, Oscar worthy. Um, so I feel like if you watch the marriage story, you should watch Malcolm and Marie. That's a good, yeah. Okay. That's not, that, I would agree with that. I would say
0: stream. Um, but again, I would say it's it's going to be a love or a hate thing. It's not going to, you, you know, it's going to be a yes or no kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean go into it with the grain I already knowing these caveats that um is black and white, um, that the setting is in one night only, um, and that it's literally just dialogue and monologue from two actors. No other characters in this film. So if you go into it with that mindset, you you may find it um palatable. Agreed.
0: All right guys, so our next that we have up is Sylvie's Love. And this movie is about when a young woman meets an aspiring saxophonist in her father's record shop in 1950s Harlem, their love ignites a sweeping romance that transcends changing times, geography, and professional success. Um, The writer for this movie was Eugene Ash. The producers were, oh gosh, how do I not look his name up? Do you know how to pronounce his name?
1: You know what? Uh, I say, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't try it, girl.
0: <laughs> okay, the production company is I am Twenty One Entertainment, and it's currently on. It's currently on Amazon Prime. So, um, Brittany, what did you think about Sylvie's Love? I-
1: I thought it was really cute. You know, I'm always a sucker for um, romantic movies, romance. And um, I thought it was refreshing just to see um, black characters in this way. It It's like the black notebook. So I felt it was refreshing to see uh, black love. On camera. I really liked it. I I mean, when I finished watching it, I had all the feel goods that you would get after watching A Notebook, after watching any Lifetime movie. <laughs> Definitely. It
0: made me just say, oh, I love love. I'm a hopeless romantic. This was so just like refreshing to see all the butterflies and the, the hearts come out of your eyes. And you just love love after watching this film. I just... Yeah, it's definitely for for me, it's something that I could watch at least once a year, like I do with other films that I absolutely love. So this is something I could put in rotation. And that's just a real feel good, Um, because unfortunately, with a lot of um, films, black films at at that, um, for me, during this time period, um, I realized during quarantine, there are a lot of traumatic black movies. And during quarantine, I did not wanna watch a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm just like, it's, it's nice too that we're starting to get more love stories and more just everyday kind of, you know, everyday people, you know, we're, we're, we're just ordinary people. (laughs) I don't want to see no more trauma.
1: (laughs) Right. Other ordinary people falling in love, falling out of love, uh, falling in love with the wrong person at the wrong time and people following passions and pursuits and, um, being ambitious and, and all that that means. And I, I, I really liked it.
0: Yeah, and I, and I also love, I'm glad you spoke about the other passion and pursuits because I love that I feel that this was not just about love about between a man and a woman in general. It was more so about her love for herself as well as for her career. And I'm all for women following their hearts with their careers and knowing what they want in life and owning their womanhood and standing firm in that um regardless of what other people are saying especially society with this particular film taking place in 1950s Harlem that was you know unseen or heard of at that time for women to really kind of do what Sylvie did in this movie um so I loved every minute of it um and I was like yes girl
1: do it all the way (laughs) agreed agreed um I I, that was one of my favorite parts about it too and i also thought that tessa thompson and um i'm not even going to try to butcher this man's name i'm so sorry to this sorry to this man um but her (laughs) her love interest in the movie uh i felt like they had great chemistry to where i believe they had this like um this love that just won't let go you know, I thought they I thought they bared well together.
0: Absolutely. They they look really good together on film and, and it read perfectly. Um, so I think we came to the conclusion that I definitely this is a stream for sure.
1: Definitely stream. And like you said, this is something that I will be watching, you know, adding it to my rotation of love films with right up there. Like I said, with the notebook love, actually love Jones. And I'll be adding Sylvie's um, love to this.
0: Absolutely. I'm actually going to watch it again this weekend. So I'm excited. (laughs) All right, guys. So the next two films that we have coming up, these are short films um, that we kind of just want to give you uh, an update on. So the first is Tinder, it's a short film, and this is about after an unexpected one night stand, two women at very different stages of their lives share an even more intimate morning after. So this was um, written by Felicia Pride, as well as she produced it in um, her production company, Felix, Felix and Annie, also a uh, worked on this, and is currently on Hulu and Amazon Prime. So, Brittany, were you able to check out Tinder? And if so, what were your thoughts on this short film?
1: Um, I did not check out Tinder, only because um, it's streaming currently on Stars, and if you also, uh, which you need a subscription to, and then to watch it on Hulu, you need that add-on. So I did not. <laughs> I couldn't watch Tinder, but how was it?
0: Um, so for those I don't have yeah, you do absolutely what Brittany said, you do have to have that plug in, but um I was able to watch it only because I have my sister's login information. So I was able to plug that right on in and check this out. Um, but Tinder for me, I thought it was a great short film and it's more so, in my opinion, about an unexpected connection between two human beings. Um, It's bigger than just two women and their one night stand. It's about um, more, like I said, it's about a connect. I love the fact that it was about a connection that two people can have regardless of what your sex or gender is. Um, I also feel that the director during this time was able to pick up the nuances in the short film that were not spoken with words, but with just how the closeups were on the framing of the faces of the different um, actresses in the film. So I, I thought that um, they were able to tell a lot about the film in such a short period of time or the relationship between the two women by just the shots that they had. So it was beautifully shot. Um, I thought it was a great story that was told. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. I definitely say stream and check it out for sure.
1: I mean, I would definitely like to, um, you know, we featured Felicia (laughs) on this show before in the spotlight. Um, she is a writer, um, most notably writing for Queen Sugar. So, um, I want to see it. Um, and hopefully I will, you know, when I go back home, I'll I'll check on my mom's stars account.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Check it out. (laughs) um all right guys the last um film that uh or short a series rather this is currently on streaming on youtube is a friend of the show um, film this was perfect and it's about a father and son a father and son disagree about the dangers of the perfect woman this was written by Cadell cook and it's currently on youtube at r Cadell cook so, Brittany, were you able to
1: check this this film out? I didn't. I didn't check it out. But after reading what it was about, I was like, mm, I could probably tell there's gonna be some some hot dialogue in here that I'm gonna be turning my giving the side eye, turning my lip up to. You
0: know what? I watched it and so what I would say so the first episode is currently out on YouTube now and he actually dropped the first episode last year so this episode has been out for a year now and episode two and three won't be released until February episode two will be released February 13th at 8 p.m. and February 14th so by the time we drop this episode both um, both two episode two and three should be on YouTube so you'll be able to watch everything so what I will say about the film without giving anything away or the series thus far is that you will understand if you are a person of a certain age. If you're in your 30s and you've been through some things and you've been through love, you will completely understand where the father is coming from. And if you are someone who are, who's been through your 20s or currently in your 20s right now, you will completely agree with the son. So. Okay. I get both sides. I get the whole everything where they're coming from. And I love the dialogue and the perspective that was being shown in this, um, scene, especially between two black men. I don't think I've seen that before.
1: Okay.
0: <sighs> I enjoyed it. I, I have, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Okay. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch, um, I may wait until all three episodes are up so I can get that good three episode arc um, to see, you know, what what we really talking about. But when I when you told told me about it and um, told me about what the first episode was about, I was like, mm, I already know.
0: No, it, it's. I thought you know, it's. I thought it was. I thought it was excellent.
1: It was well done. I, I do. I do. Okay. So is it going to be one that's going to generate some, um, some conversations? It depends. It all depends. Like I am more, but see,
0: but see, see now it depends because I, the Malcolm and Marie situation. I like that shit. Like, I like that raw, honest conversation. I like, like the whole, like, you know, real deal kind of what it is pull it out of you, you have to pull your, t- you know, so I don't know. It just depends. It, it really depends on your level of um, the love spectrum, I would say. Like if it's, if you like warm and, you know, ooey gooey love, hearts and kisses, or if you, you know, don't mind the nitty gritty kind of rawness that comes with it. It's just, I don't know.
1: Well, I'm looking at all the comments about the first episode on YouTube and every I mean everyone seems to say that they are enjoying it so yeah I mean I'm enjoying it to the point where
0: I I I do agree I would wait until all three episodes have dropped because now I want to know you know what's going to happen next like I'm sitting here like oh man like I I just you know there was a gem dropped in there and I'm like oh what what's going to happen next so I'm just I can't wait to watch
1: Yeah, that's interesting about, you know, waiting to watch stuff Because I end up binge watching a series Last night, a black series On, um, I can't remember if I was on Amazon or what But it was called All About Jason Um, and I'm not even gonna go into, like Who did it, who, because I don't remember But, uh, but the series It was a series, and I'm pretty sure it maybe Have started out on YouTube, uh And I binged it. But it made me wonder like am I getting spoiled with binging shows to the point where like you are episodic and you coming out once a week. I don't want to see you. How do you feel about that? We don't have to add this in the show. But I'm just like man put all that out on one time so I can binge it and be done. No, no, I agree because I don't like watch
0: me personally. I don't like watching anything unless it's all all, the whole series is out. I mean I, I. That's just how I am. I guess I'm spoiled. Oh, well. (laughs) I agree. I just, I want to watch it all at one time. I want it.
1: Yeah, and I'm just wondering how many other millennials and Gen Zers feel the same way. And how much uh, for people who are um, watching it, watching any program that's episodic, how they feel about it. Just put it all on, like, especially on platforms on, um, like YouTube, Amazon, put it all out there. Put it all out there. I agree.
0: Yeah. 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 I agree. It should just all just let it, let it flow. Um, and let it go. Uh, yeah.
1: But back to the perfect, I'm going to wait till the third episode is out and then I'm gonna watch it. Yeah,
0: Absolutely um so guys that so definitely that's a stream if you you can't tell definitely go check that out i think you will enjoy it if you want to join the live chat that they're going to have on february 13th and 14th well this will have already aired never mind forget what i just said because it'll be too late
1: (laughs) all right so that wraps the show attention all independent filmmakers producers writers directors you name it we are looking for your content if you have a
0: movie short film animation or all of the above please send us your work because we want to watch it review it and rave about it
1: to submit please email us at black and the at gmail.com or reach out and connect with us on our ig page at black and behind the scenes okay crew that's it for the show this week And if you're watching us on YouTube, please like this video, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening, thank you for tuning in. We want you to know that we appreciate every download and view. Yes, we do. So stay safe and don't forget sharing
0: is caring. So until next time, I'm Brittany. And I'm Antoinette. Bye. Bye.